the upgrade the countryside whipped past outside the window as the train made quick work of the distance there were only four occupants of the coach a young couple obviously honeymooners and an older couple the older woman moved her hand almost imperceptibly and her husband caged and caressed it instantly they seemed to inhabit a combined space and have a kind of magnetically connected existence the younger girl watched them wistfully the older woman felt her gaze you look like honeymooners she offered the young one agreed and soon the two women were chatting companionably the young girl whispered to the older woman you're a great inspiration to us we want to be just as loving and caring as the two of you after a lifetime together but she was surprised to see the older woman glance over at her husband and laugh our story is not as simple as it seems she cautioned the young girl oh do tell she was encouraged it sounds ever so romantic Marina laughed joyfully. "All right," she said. "I will." My father was a doctor in a small town, and we lived there for two years. But somehow, I never settled in there. My classmates were cliquish, and I remained an outsider. I would have been quite alone if it hadn't been for Jimmy. The old man sitting beside her patted her hand reassuringly. as if to console her for past suffering jimmy became my best friend and the only friend i needed or wanted we were inseparable throughout the day and only went home to sleep i was 7 when my father was transferred out of that town to a bigger hospital and a higher posting my parents thought i'd be delighted to leave this community that had so excluded me but i was devastated to leave my sweet friend on the evening before we left the town jimmy and i were sitting morosely in the garden and jimmy said i have a present for you ree he fumbled in his pocket and took out a ring a pink plastic ring he said very solemnly this is a wedding ring ree and he popped it on my finger It was a bit loose, but we were both so overwhelmed. The fit of the ring was simply not a factor. We hugged each other and promised to be true to each other forever and ever. That night, I put the ring safely in my treasure box so that I wouldn't lose it. It was a hot, uncomfortable night, and I remember crying copiously and must have fallen into an exhausted slumber in the early hours of the morning. So I overslept and everything was a mad hurry scurry the next day with my mom and dad pushing me to get ready and leave on time for the interminable drive to the airport. It was hours into that drive that I realized I'd left my precious treasure box with my wedding ring in it in the secret tree hollow which was its usual place and from where I had intended to collect it before leaving. My tears and wails and misery had zero effect on my parents. There was no way we could go back. We'd miss our flight. Couldn't we just take the next one? I begged innocently. 
and was laughed at. Anyway, it was just an old biscuit tin with odds and ends and I could get another in our new home. Besides, if it was so important, I ought to have remembered. This would be a lesson to me. But to leave behind a precious wedding ring is a cruel lesson for a seven-year-old. From that day, I became very particular about my possessions. Life had many things in store for me in the next few decades, but marriage was not one of them. I graduated and became a teacher, head of the junior school and then the senior school, and retired as headmistress. I enjoyed my retirement thoroughly to begin with. Then the long hours became too many to fill alone, and I decided to travel, wander at will wherever my fancy took me. And without any plan or intention, my fancy eventually took me back to my old town, which I hadn't visited since the day I left. Naturally, I had to check on my old home, and though so much had changed, I was amazed to find it was still there, and so was Jimmy's. And the old tree in which I had secreted my treasure box still cast its kindly shadow on the street. I knew it was exceedingly foolish, but I just had to give it a shot. If I didn't, I'd always regret it. So I squirmed up the pathway and almost turned and fled. But finally, just took a wild chance and rang the bell. The door was opened by a teenager, holding one side of his headphones in his hand and looking inquiringly at me. I said to him, This is going to sound strange, young man. But may I ask you to climb up that tree and check in the hollow if there's an old biscuit tin in it? I shocked that young fellow, for he pulled off his headphones and gaped at me. I shrugged and said, I warned you, it was going to sound strange. He mused for a moment and then said, You know what? I think I will. How long ago did you leave it there? And he fairly staggered at my reply. I can't believe I never discovered that hollow myself. All right, that's confirmed then. I'm your man for this job. I stood under that tree, looking up so anxiously my neck ached and directed him to the hollow. He plunged his hand in and looked at me, raising a questioning eyebrow. You found it, haven't you? I shrieked at him. Sure enough, his arm came out, holding aloft my precious box, all rusted and dented and dirty so you couldn't see the horse and carriage and pretty flower meadow on the lid anymore. But it was my treasure box, all right. I was in tears of joy, cradling it against my chest as the youngster led me by the elbow back to the house. He insisted I sit down and have a glass of water and recover after the great shock. And I was still too befuddled and quietly did as I was told. He settled me down in the kitchen with that glass of water and tactfully left me alone. I stroked and cleaned the box with my hands, lovingly removing all the years of dust and dirt. I tried to open it, but it was jammed tight and I couldn't get the lid to move at all. I was quite immersed in the past. I heard a strange voice ring out from somewhere inside the house. Is that you, Ree? It has to be you. Who else can it be? 
only one person in the whole world has ever called me Ri. And I simply couldn't believe my ears. So I just sat there in complete shock as who should rush up and peer at me but this here Jimmy. From his house next door, he'd watched the youngster climb the tree and an unknown lady of ancient vintage wait below. And it had stirred up a long dormant memory. So he'd hurried across to investigate. Incredible as it may seem, neither of us had ever married. So at this venerable old age, there was nothing to stop us. And we were wed as soon as ever we possibly could be. And the youngster, Ash, had the honor of escorting me down the aisle. So we are honeymooners too, my dear. And what's more, the pink plastic ring that had been too loose when Jimmy first gave it to me was now too tight. So, sticking out her left hand for all to see, Jimmy upgraded me to a gold one that fits just perfectly. <laughs>